Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books, right here in the Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We have a respected and honored guest today, Her Grace Jai Sri Devi Dasi has come from Hong Kong. Thank you very much for attending. Thanks for your pure devotional service that you're rendering there to help the devotees in so many ways. <clears throat> okay. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava. You can find it's a BBT publication actually. It was translated by um, Gopi Paranarana Prabhu, not long after he translated the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. It's a wonderful book, uh, short and in very simple vocative Sanskrit. And his idea was to offer 108 obeisances to the Leela of Krishna in Vrindavan. And when he got to the 107th obeisance, right at the end, he compiled this Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotra, five verses glorifying the Srimad Bhagavatam, forgiving us Krishna Lila. And it goes like this Srila Sanatana Goswami Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you were the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwanduditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin, madguro madmahadana, manistadaka madbhagya, madanandana mostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadutadayin atinichuchatakada hanamunchagadachin mam premna ritkatayokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please, never leave me. Always appear in my heart 
and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, <clears throat> we've reached the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 29, Explanation of Devotional Service by Lord Kapiladev. Devahuti asked some extra questions, and Kapiladev is answering them one after one, one after another. We're beginning with text 16. <clears throat> The devotee should regularly see my statues in the temple, touch my lotus feet, and offer worshipable paraphernalia in prayer. He should see in the spirit of renunciation, from the mode of goodness, and see every living entity as spiritual. Purport. Temple worship is one of the do duties of a devotee. It is especially recommended for neophytes, but those who are advanced should not refrain from temple worship. There is a distinction in the manner of neophyte and an advanced devotee. There is a distinction in the manner a neophyte and an advanced devotee appreciate the Lord's presence in the temple. A devotee, a neophyte, considers the Archa Vigraha, the statue of the Lord, to be different from the original personality of Godhead. He considers it a representation of the Supreme Lord in the form of a deity. But an advanced devotee accepts the deity in the temple as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He does not see any difference between the original form of the Lord and the statue or archa form of the Lord in the temple. This is the vision of a devotee whose devotional service is in the highest stage of bhava or love of Godhead. Whereas a neophyte's worship in the temple is a matter of routine duty. Temple worship is one of the functions of a devotee. He goes regularly to see the deity nicely decorated and with veneration and respect he touches the lotus feet of your Lord and presents offerings of worship such as fruits, flowers and prayers. At the same time, to advance in devotional service a devotee should see other living entities as spiritual sparks, parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord. A devotee is to offer respect to every, living, every entity that has a relationship with the Lord. Because every living entity originally has a relationship with the Lord as part and parcel, a devotee should try to see all living entities on the same equal level of spiritual existence. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, a pundit, one who is learned, sees equally 
a very learned brahmana, a shudra, a hog, a dog, and a cow. It is not see the body, which is only the outward dress. It is not see the dress of a brahmana, or that of a cow or a hog. He sees the spiritual spark, part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. If a devotee does not see every living entity as part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, he is considered prakrita bhakta, a materialistic devotee. He is not completely situated on the spiritual platform. Rather, he is in the lowest stage of devotion. He does, however, show all respect to the deity. Although a devotee sees all living entities on the level of spiritual existence, he is not interested in associating with everyone. Simply because a tiger is part and parcel of the Supreme Lord does not mean that we embrace him because of his spiritual relationship with the Supreme Lord. We must associate only with persons who have a developed Krishna consciousness. We should befriend and offer special respect to persons who are developed in Krishna consciousness. Other living entities are undoubtedly part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, because but because their consciousness is still covered and not developed in Krishna consciousness, we should renounce their association. It is said by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur that even if one is a Vaishnava, if he is not of, a, of good character, his company should be avoided, although he may be offered the respect of a Vaishnava. Anyone who accepts Vishnu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead is accepted as a Vaishnava, but a Vaishnava is expected to develop all the good qualities of the demigods. Could we shut this window? This one I will open. <clears throat> the exact meaning of the word sattvena is given by Sridhar Swami as being synonymous with daryena or patience. One must perform devotional service with great patience. One should not give up the execution of devotional service because one or two attempts have not been successful. One must continue. Sri Rupa Goswami also confirms that one should be very enthusiastic and execute devotional service with patience and confidence. Patience is necessary for developing the confidence that Krishna will certainly accept me because I am engaging in devotional service. One has only to execute service according to the rules and regulations to ensure success. Text 17 The pure devotee should execute devotional service by giving the greatest respect to the spiritual master and the acharyas. He should be compassionate to the poor and make friendship with per persons who are his equals. But all his activities should be executed under regulation and with control of the senses. Purport In Bhagavad Gita, 13th chapter, it is said clearly, it is clearly stated 
that one should execute devotional service and advance on the path of spiritual knowledge by accepting the Acharya. Acharyo Pasanam. One should accept an Acharya, a spiritual master who knows things as they are. The spiritual master must be in the disciplic succession from Krishna. The predecessors of the spiritual master are his spiritual master, his grand spiritual master, his great 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 grand spiritual master, and so on, who form the disciplic succession of Acharyas. It is recommended herewith that all the Acharyas be given the highest respect. It is stated, Gurushu Naramati. Gurushu means unto the Acharyas. And Naramati means thinking like a common man. To think of the Vaishnavas, the devotees, as being to a particular caste or community, or to think of the Acharyas as ordinary men, or to think of the deity in the temple as being made of stone, wood, or metal, is condemned. Niyamena. One should offer the greatest respect to the Acharyas according to the standard regulations. A devotee should, be, should also be compassionate to the poor. This does not refer to those who are poverty-stricken materially. According to devotional vision, a man is poor if he is not in Krishna consciousness. A man may, very, may be very rich materially, but, is, but if he is not Krishna conscious, he is considered poor. On the other hand, many, many Acharyas, such as Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami, used to live beneath trees every night. Superficially, it appeared that they were poverty-stricken, but from their writings, we can understand that in spiritual life, they were the richest personalities. A devotee shows compassion to those poor souls who are wanting in spiritual knowledge by enlightening them in order to elevate them to Krishna consciousness. That is one of the duties of a devotee. He should also make friendship with persons who are on equal level with himself or who have the same understanding that he does. For a devotee, there is no point in making friendships with ordinary persons. He should make friendship with other devotees so that by discussing among themselves, they may elevate one another on the path of spiritual understanding. This is called Ishtagoshti. In Bhagavad Gita, there is reference to Bodhiyantak Padaspadam, discussing among themselves. Generally, pure devotees utilize their valuable time in chanting and discussing various activities of Lord Krishna or Lord Chaitanya amongst themselves. There are innumerable books, such as the Puranas, Mahabharata, Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, and Upanishads, which contain countless subjects for discussion among two devotees or more. Friendship should be cemented between persons with mutual interests and understanding. Such persons are said to be Swajati, of the same caste. The devotee should avoid a person whose character 
is not fixed in the standard understanding. Even though he may be a Vaishnava or a devotee of Krishna, if his character is not correctly representative, then he should be avoided. One should steadily control the senses and the mind and strictly follow the rules and regulations and he should make friendship with persons of the same standard. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Text 18 A devotee should always try to hear about spiritual matters and should always utilize his time in chanting the holy name of the Lord. His behavior should always be straightforward and simple. And although he is not envious, but friendly, friendly to everyone, he should avoid the company of persons who are not spiritually advanced. Purport In order to advance in spiritual understanding, one has to hear from authentic sources about spiritual knowledge. One can understand the reality of spiritual life by following strict regulated principles and by controlling the senses. To have control, it is necessary that one be nonviolent and truthful, refrain from stealing, abstain from sex life, and possess only that which is absolutely necessary for keeping the body and soul together. One should not eat more than necessary. He should not collect more paraphernalia than necessary. He should not talk unnecessarily with common men and he should not follow the rules and regulations without purpose. He should follow the rules and regulations so that he may be actually that so, so that he may actually make advancement. There are 18 qualifications mentioned in Bhagavad Gita among which is simplicity. One should be without pride. One should not demand unnecessary respect from others and should not be not and should be and one should be nonviolent amanitvam adambitvam ahimsa one should be very tolerant and simple one should accept the spiritual master and one should control the senses these are mentioned here and in bhagavad gita as well one should hear from authentic sources how to advance in spiritual life. Such instructions should be taken from the Acharya and should be assimilated. It is especially mentioned here, Nam Sankirtat Sirkanat Nam Sankirtanach Cha. One should chant the holy names of the Lord, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, either individually or with others. Lord Chaitanya has given special stress to chanting of these holy names of the Lord as the basic principle of spiritual advancement. Another word used here is arjavena, meaning without duplicity, diplomacy. A devotee should not make plans out of self-interest. Of course, preachers sometimes have to make some plan to execute the mission of the Lord under proper guidance. But, with, but regarding personal self-interest, a devotee should always be 
without duplicity. And he should avoid the company of persons who are not advancing in spiritual life. Another word is Arya. Aryans are persons who are advancing in knowledge of Krishna consciousness as well as in material prosperity. The difference between the Aryan and the non-Aryan is the Sura and Asura is in their standards of spiritual advancement. Association with persons who are not spiritually advanced is forbidden. Lord Chaitanya advised Asat Sangha Tyag one should avoid persons who are attached to the temporary. Asat is one who is too materially attached, one who is not a devotee of the Lord, and who is too attached to women or enjoyable material things. Such a person, according to Vaishnava philosophy, is a persona non grata. A devotee should not be proud of his acquisitions. The symptoms of a devotee are meekness and humility. Although spiritually very advanced, he will always remain meek and humble, as Kaviraj Goswami and all the other Vaishnavas have taught us by personal example. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught that one should be humbler than the grass on the street and more tolerant than the tree. One should not be proud or falsely puffed up in this way, one will surely advance in spiritual life. Text 19 When one is fully qualified with all these transcendental attributes and his consciousness is thus completely purified, he is immediately attracted simply by hearing my name or hearing of my transcendental quality. Purport in the beginning of this instruction, the Lord explained to his mother that madguna shruti matrena, simply by hearing of the name, quality, form, and so on, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one is immediately attracted. A person becomes fully qualified with all transcendental qualities by following the rules and regulations as recommended in different scriptures. We have developed certain unnecessary qualities by material association. And by following the above process, we become free from that contamination. To develop transcendental qualities, as explained in the previous verse, one must become free from these contaminated qualities. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 20. As the chariot of the air carries an aroma from its source and immediately catches the sense of smell, similarly, one who constantly engages in devotional service in Krishna consciousness can catch the Supreme Soul who is equally present everywhere. Purport. A breeze, as a breeze carrying a pleasant fragrance from a garden of flowers that once captures the organ of smell, so one's consciousness, saturated with devotion, can at once capture the transcendental existence 
of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who, in his Paramatma feature, is present everywhere, even in the heart of every living being. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Chetragya, present within this body, but he is also simultaneously present in every other body. Since the individual soul is present only in a particular body, he is altered when another individual soul does not cooperate with him. The Supersoul, however, is equally present everywhere. Individual souls may disagree, but the Supersoul, being pre equally present in every body, is called unchanging or avikari. The individual soul, when fully saturated with Krishna consciousness, can understand the presence of the Supersoul. It is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita that bhaktya mam abhijanati, a person saturated with devotional service in full Krishna consciousness, can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead either as Supersoul or as the Supreme Person. Shiva Prabhupada King Jain. These are invaluable instructions in these purports. Invaluable. Text 21. I am present in every living entity as the Supersoul. If someone neglects or disregards that Supersoul everywhere and engages himself in the worship of the deity in the temple, that is simply imitation. Purport. In purified consciousness, or Krishna consciousness, one sees the presence of Krishna everywhere. If, therefore, one only engages in deity worship in the temple and does not consider other living entities, then he is in the lowest grade of devotional service. One who worships the deity in the temple and does not show respect to others is a devotee on the material platform in the lowest stage of devotional service. A devotee should try to understand everything in relationship with Krishna and try to serve everything in that spirit. To serve everything means to engage everything in the service of Krishna. If a devotee, if a person is innocent and does not know his relationship with Krishna, an advanced devotee should try to engage him in the service of Krishna. One who is advanced in Krishna consciousness can engage not only the living being, but everything in the service of Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 22. One who worships the deity of Godhead in the temples but does not know that the Supreme Lord as Paramatma is situated in every living entity's heart must be in ignorance and is compared to one who offers oblations unto ashes. Purport <clears throat> Text 23 
It is stated clearly herein that the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His plenary expansion of Supersoul is present in all living entities. The living entities have 8,400,000 different kinds of bodies and the Supreme Personality of Godhead is living in every body both as the individual soul and as the Supersoul. Since the individual soul is part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, in that sense, the Lord is living in every body. And as, and as Supersoul, the Lord is also present as a witness. In both cases, the presence of God in every living entity is essential. Therefore, persons who profess to belong to some religious sect, but who does not feel the presence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in every living entity and everywhere else are in the mode of ignorance. If without this preliminary knowledge of the Lord's omnipresence, one simply attaches himself to the rituals in the temple, church, or mosque, it is as if he were offering butter into ashes rather than into the fire. One offers sacrifices by pouring clarified butter into fire and chanting Vedic mantras. But even if there are Vedic mantras and all conditions are favorable, if the clarified butter is poured on ashes, then such a sacrifice will be useless. In other words, a devotee should not ignore any living entity. The devotee must know that in every living entity, however insignificant he may be, even in an ant, God is present, and therefore every living entity should be kindly treated and should not be subjected to any violence. In modern civilized society, slaughterhouses are regularly maintained and supported by a certain type of religious principle, but without knowledge of the presence of God in every living entity, any so-called advancement of human civilization, either, either spiritual or material, is to be understood as being in the mode of ignorance. Text 23 One who offers me respect, but, but is envious of the bodies of others, and is therefore a separatist, never attains peace of mind because of his inimical behavior towards other living entities. Purport In this verse, two phrases, Bhuteshu Vadavairasya, inimical toward others, and Dvishatak Padakarye, envious of another's body, are significant. One who is envious or one who is envious of or inimical towards others never experiences any happiness. A devotee's vision, therefore, must be perfect. He should ignore bodily distinctions and should see only the presence of the part and parcel of the Supreme Lord and the Lord Himself in His plenary expansion as Supersoul. That is the vision of a pure devotee. The bodily expression of a particular type of living entity 
is always ignored by the devotee. It is, it is expressed herein that the Lord is always eager to deliver the conditioned souls who have been encaged within material bodies. Devotees are expected to carry the message or desire of the Lord to such conditioned souls and enlighten them with Krishna consciousness. Thus they may el be elevated to transcendental spiritual life and the mission of their lives will be successful. Of course, this is not possible for living entities who are lower than human beings. But in human society, it is feasible that all living entities can be enlightened with Krishna consciousness. Even living entities who are lower than human can be raised to Krishna consciousness by other methods. For example, Srivananda Sain, a great devotee of Lord Chaitanya, delivered a dog by feeding him prasad. Distribution of prasad or remnants of foodstuffs offered to the Lord, even to the ignorant masses of people and to animals, gives such living entities a chance, the chance for elevation to Krishna consciousness. Factually, it happened that the same dog, when met by Lord Chaitanya in Puri, was liberated from the material condition. It is especially mentioned here that a devotee must be free from all violence, jiva hingsa. Lord Chaitanya has recommended that a devotee not commit violence to any living entity. Sometimes the question is raised that since vegetables also have life and devotees take vegetable foodstuffs, isn't that violence? Firstly, however, taking some leaves, twigs, or fruit from a tree or plant does not kill the plant. Besides that, Jivahingsa means that since every living entity has to pass through a particular type of body according to his past karma, although every living entity is eternal, he should not be disturbed in his gradual elevation. A devotee has to execute the principles of devotional service exactly as they are. And he must know that however insignificant a living entity may be, the Lord is present within him. A devotee must realize this universal presence of the Lord. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. What a wonderful purport. So it's almost 8 o'clock, believe it or not. We stopped, started about 7.20. We've already gone almost 40 minutes. So we will stop here for tonight, our reading. And tomorrow night we'll start with text 24. And we will highly anticipate listening to the reflections of the devotees who are listening. Hare Krishna.
Jai Sri wants to answer a question, ask a question. Maybe she's going to answer it too. Let's see. She's <laughs> a preacher herself. Um, I mean, in the purpose, it was uh, mentioned that um, for those devotees, they are they're only involved in deities worship, but they can't see anyone, anything, any other living entity, the presence of the Lord within any other living entity. They are the lowest great devotee. Yes. But in, I mean, um, we actually, we meet some devotees, they are fully dedicated to deities worship only and they are not interested in any other kinds of service. So how, how do we see them? But they are, they are fully dedicated. I mean, they, they perform the deities worship very nicely, very, very uh, how to say, very seriously. They, they actually um, observe every details, always punctual. So, but they are just not interested in doing other things like preaching or talk to others. So how, how do we see them? Are they the lowest great devotees? Uh, I, I'm not too well, sure. Well, we this is a relative question. Srila uh, Prabhupada defined a pure devotee as one who does not have ulterior motives. So there's three categories of devotees, Kanishtarikari, Madhyamadikari, and Uttamadikari. The Kanishtarikari is being described in this part of, of the purport that you're discussing. Uh, but even if a person is performing deity worship but, but is inimical towards others, then they're not really devotees. But a pure devotee who is just worshipping deities but is not interested in preaching or perhaps doesn't know how to treat other devotees with the respect that they are souls and connected to Krishna, then they are considered devotees mm. by the Madhyamadikaris. And the reason is because they are then allowed into the association. Mm. They're allowed into the process. Sometimes people come to the process with ulterior motives and then they will take advantage of devotees, even abuse other mm. devotees. Those devotees should be neglected. Yeah. They should not be associated with at all. But this very, very difficult instruction that is being given here by Kapila Dev is that even if they're like that, you have to keep a respect in your heart that, that this person is actually a part of Krishna. Mm. I always chant this verse the verse after Tadbini Panipatina Pari Prashmena Sevya Upate Tanchitegan Jnaninas Tattva Darshana The person who can give you transcendental knowledge is rare. And you should inquire from those persons. Persons who are not serious, <coughs> who are not advanced in devotional service, but who have faith in the Lord and worship the deities properly according to the proper regulations, but don't have the elevation to treat people properly, they must be seen as souls. Therefore, Krishna says in the next verse, yajyatva napunar moham evam yasasi pandava yena bhutanyasheshani 
So uh, this means that once you've received this knowledge, you will not again be in illusion because you, you will see that all living beings are but part and parcel of the Supreme or, Krishna says, in other words, they're mine. So this is the difference. This is the difference. Uh, if you've received the knowledge, this is why the emphasis is being given here on hearing from devotees who are actually authentic, that have received the knowledge from the line of the simple succession and are repeating it and acting like it. Then you get this knowledge. Then through that knowledge, it doesn't mean that you walk around, especially in a beginning stage, and see some kind of effulgence, you know, physically in the bodies of others and therefore you bow down, you know. It's not exactly like that. But through the knowledge, you see through knowledge. Just like, you know, a little child will see his father push the button and the light goes on. He'll say, oh, my father's a mystic. It's a mystic. He just made the light go on. Or maybe he's even thinking he's God. But this is just childhood innocence, childhood ignorance. So the persons who are worshipping the deity seriously and following all the rules but haven't heard and tried to understand properly the scripture and in that way see through the knowledge and treat all living beings with proper respect they're not to be considered elevated and they shouldn't be you shouldn't look for their association you should look for the association of the devotees who are uh, elevating themselves in devotional service. Now, the way to discriminate is you compare not the kanishta to a madhyam to an and say that they are non-devotees. No, they're also devotees. Relative to what you see on the street when you go out, these are elevated souls. Persons who are worshipping the deities properly, even if they don't have that taste and that elevation to see the soul in everyone else, in all living beings, they are not to be neglected, but they are to be given respect. But you don't seek them out for association. You don't hang out with them, as we say. Is that clear? Yes. Okay. Thank you for the wonderful question. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Wonderful answer. Huh? Hare Krishna. So from Shantarupa. Shantarupa. Hare Krishna. <coughs> Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna to you. I hope everything's good in Wales. From Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada in your daily reading service, dear Maharaj. Hare Bo, thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Glories to Prabhupada. Jai Sri Mad Bhagavatam. Jai. Bhagavad Puranaki Jai.
Anything from Rati Mandrai? Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj, lifting the veil through transcendental sound. Ah. <clears throat> we are all grateful to you. I'm just pulling the string and Prabhupada's lifting the veil. From Dr. Christopher. Yes, Dr. Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada. There are many things I still don't know when it comes to devotional service. The more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. How can someone learn how to worship the deities the right way? Is there a book by Srila Prabhupada that I can get? Yes, it's called The Nectar of Devotion. The basics of devotional service and the instructions for how to worship the deity are given in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu by Srila Rupa Goswami. It's a very, very important book. And Srila Prabhupada has written a summary of it in simple English for all of us to understand. So if you get this book, The Nectar of Devotion, and read it nine times, then you will be... Uh, educated in devotional service. Hare Krishna. I used that number nine because that's the number that Prabhupada gave us. When it first came out, he said, you must read this book nine times. Prabhupada stressed hearing again and again. He didn't stress the academic systematic study as much as he did the repeated hearing again and again. Because a person who hears Prabhupada's purports, the books he wrote cover to cover again and again, they get the right idea. And misconception is um, corrected by factual ascertainment. And factual ascertainment is achieved through repeated hearing from an authentic source very seriously and for a long time. And not dilettante. Dilettante is a French word that means one who reads a little bit from here and a little bit from there and a little bit from there and then speak those little bits to a person, to another person to impress them that they're knowledgeable. That's a dilettante. So Rupa Goswami recommended that we not read too many books. Now by that he didn't mean that we shouldn't read you know, all the books that Prabhupada gave us, he meant you shouldn't read a little bit from here and a little. The word kala is used in that Sanskrit verse. And it means not a little from here and a little from there and a little from here and a little from there. You have to, you should read. They're, they're structured in such a way. They may not be systematic in the way that a historian, a, a mundane, modern historian looks for all the details and tries to put it in exactly the right order and you know who 
Not like that. Sometimes even events in the Bhagavatam are not exactly in order. But because the purpose of the Bhagavatam is to give transcendental knowledge, the purpose is the understanding, the proper understanding of the teaching. It's not an academic exercise. Hare Krishna. It's not based on just information content. It's, me it's, it's mentioned in the purports that we've just read that the assimilation of the knowledge is what's important. The understanding. When Prabhupada, in the uh, fourth chapter, the verse that starts, uh, Nahi, uh, give me a Gita. Nahi jnanena sadrisham pavitram yavidyate tatsvayam yoga sangado Yeah, it's verse 38, chapter 4. Nahi jnanina sadrisham pabitram ihavidyate tatsvayam yogasangsida kalinat manivindati. In this world, there is nothing so sublime and pure as transcendental knowledge. Such knowledge is the mature fruit of all mysticism. And one who has become accomplished in the practice of devotional service enjoys this knowledge within himself in due course of time. And the, what I want to point out is the first uh, line of the purport. When we speak of transcendental knowledge, we do so in terms of spiritual understanding. So that spiritual understanding comes from repeated hearing and explaining. Therefore, those who are preachers, those who preach, become more elevated in devotional life. And generally, those who are Kanishtadikaris, they can't preach very well because they don't understand and haven't heard and tried to understand this philosophy. Advancement in Krishna consciousness is measured by the depth of our faith and the depth of our knowledge. And by depth of knowledge doesn't mean that you know millions of slokas and you can know all the stories with all details and the whole Mahabharata. That's not what it means. It means you understand what you've read you've assimilated it into your conception 
because it's misconceptions that keep us in the material existence. But if our conceptions are correct by proper understanding and guidance from those who are more elevated than us, then you can explain what you've heard. And when you explain what you've heard, then realization comes by that process. Therefore, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smarnam. You hear and you explain. Kirtanam doesn't just mean singing and chanting out loud. In, in, it also means to explain. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada called his Bhaktivedanta purports his, he called it, his oral kirtan. His, his spoken, yeah, his spoken kirtan. That's what he called it. He said that mainly because he spoke <laughs> into a dictaphone and then transcribed and then edited. And he was insistent that the, that the books be edited properly. Hare Krishna. Christopher says, Hare Krishna, thank you. I will read the Nectar of Devotion nine times. That sounds like a great challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for accepting the challenge. <laughs> Don't take that number as absolute. Prabhupada was speaking poetically, metaphorically, meaning that we need to read it sufficiently until we get a deep understanding. You can't get a deep understanding of these shastras just by hearing them once. You know, people typically, they read a book, you know, and then they stop and they think they know. But these books are different. You can keep reading them again and again and you will always get newer, fresher realizations. It's like, now I'm reading the Bhagavatam. I'm not sure how many times I've read it, but I'm reading it again, cover to cover, in, in this form of, uh, of daily uh, uh, live streaming them to whoever and then and archiving them in the YouTube. But um, the more you hear and try to understand, the more you'll understand. And when you apply it, the instructions and act like the the verses are explaining and the examples of these great souls that we're hearing about, then you become advanced. And then you can give to others Christian consciousness. We can give others Christian consciousness to the extent that we have assimilated ourselves the Christian consciousness and understand it properly. So it's it's a little difficult to understand Prabhupada would send us out to give books out to people and preach even after we were just in the temple for a few weeks because the, the knowledge is enshrined in such a form in these books that they are accessible to anyone and everyone who reads them. That's why when we say our prayer uh, in, the, in the, 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 the stotra that we read in the morning, uh, every day before we read, there's this one verse that says, um, you can always be served by everyone. Everyone, this, this knowledge is for everyone. 
It's meant to be given to everyone. It's meant to be practiced by everyone. And then we will have an earth that is joyful and uh, to live in. And it will take 5,000 years for this process to come to the point where it is the most influential in the world. And in the meanline, meantime, the demons will fight it out and eventually even the atheists will fight it out with the theists. And what's left over will be a very receptive audience. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Yes. Yes, Ananda Murti. She's a perfect example. Ananda Murti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, Jai Sri Mataji. She once came to Japan and helped me so much when I was in trouble. <laughs> Today I heard, quote, One who offers me respect, but is envious of the bodies of others, and is therefore a separatist, never attains peace of mind because of his inimical behavior towards other living entities. Mm. I thought it is very important to remember this verse all the time because sometimes, because I sometimes become envious to others. But due to those intelligence, I can easily become the idea of I and mine and become friendly to others. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work and keep passing out those Bhagavad Gita's and having programs with new people. She's doing it. From Daityari Hari? Yes, Daityari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for tonight's reading. I really liked some of the essential points brought up in the last verse in purport. The fact that we should see every living entity as part and parcel of Krishna and not be envious of anyone based on bodily differences and that only by doing this can we achieve peace of mind and real happiness. How do we develop this ability? By practicing devotional service according to the orders of a pure devotee by practice over time. Uh, Kapila Dev already said this verse before. We read it before. One must hear very seriously and for a long time from the proper source. And in this way one will gain the intelligence from Krishna within the heart and from outside through the spiritual master and the shastras and the devotees who are actually following. It's, it's a process. It isn't a flash of light or an electrical charge from the guru or an emotional <clears throat> uh, a situation where someone just all of a sudden says, I surrender and I... And then from that point on, you're elevated. It's not like that. It's a process. It takes time. It takes enthusiasm. It takes eagerness. 
it takes patience because as Prabhupada said, one, one shouldn't be disappointed if you don't get success the first or second or third time. He was very, very, very liberal there because you can go for years and years. It can take a lifetime and sometimes even many lifetimes. So therefore one has to be very patient and one has to be determined and one has to continue the process as it is given by the spiritual master and gradually, step by step, learn to assimilate these instructions, especially the last 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, no, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, especially the last eight verses of the 12th chapter, which is entitled Pure Devotional Service. There, the instructions in the verses and in Prabhupada's purports give you a complete course of how to act in a way that is very, very pleasing to Krishna. Because the purpose of everything that we do is to please Krishna. And when you please Krishna, Krishna becomes happy with you inside your heart. And he gives you the intelligence how to speak to people, how to tr treat people, how to, how to treat things that all belong to Krishna. You will treat everything better. The things that are in your home, the clothes that you wear, the devices that you use. Well, they, you will treat everything and everyone nicer than you would because they belong to Krishna. Just like if some relatives gives you, you know, a beach house to live in for a few weeks on a vacation, you treat that house better than you would treat your own because it was given you to by a loved one and you take better care of it than you would, you would, would if it were yours. So everything belongs to Krishna. Everyone is part of Krishna and belongs to Krishna. And therefore, if the more you practice seeing that, through this knowledge, not by some change in vision, although to see more elevated things, the vision has to change. But to, to get the knowledge, you have to change your conception of life. You have to change your vision through knowledge. And then you become free from misconception and misgivings. Then you can worship the Lord with love. At the beginning, with attachment and attraction. That's why there was one part in the reading that emphasized when a person's actually elevated, then when the hearing comes, your mind immediately becomes attracted to it. The holy name immediately, mind immediately comes attracted to it. Hearing the Bhagavatam out loud, the mind will immediately become attracted to it. Hearing Krishna's pastimes, the mind will immediately become attracted to it. This is the sign, this is the symptom that you're going forward in your, in your spiritual development. And finally you become attached. In the beginning you become attached to the service itself because it's so different than material service and it feels so much better to do. But eventually, that level of service uh, brings one to attachment to the form of Krishna and the pastimes of Krishna and the asochas of Krishna and the abode of Krishna. 
and life in Krishna consciousness in that abode. That is the goal of Krishna consciousness. And that's the process for achieving it. Hare Krishna. From Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Amazing answer as always, Maharaj. Thank you very much. Our temple president, Tarakanath Prabhu, loves those last eight verses of the twelfth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And he's a very good example of all those things himself. Yes. That's why the Yatra is doing so well. And also I might add, I had to include Gopal Roy. in that category. From Subarao? Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. Today's reading has many, many directional and valuable instructions. This class should be heard nine times. <laughs> Jai Sri Mataji's question and your answer is perfect questions and perfect answer Jai Ho to daily reading thank you very much for that deep appreciation and it's deep because you go deep into the Shastras thank you very much Hare Krishna from Bhakta Detlef Daitlef, Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. What if a non-Vaishnava is your husband or wife? To avoid contact with that person usually is neither easy nor wanted. What if that person does not want to be connected with Krishna consciousness? Does such a marriage make sense? Well, first of all, first things first. First things, you become Krishna conscious. And then your partner will advance in Krishna consciousness by you becoming Krishna conscious. And if the person is, is if, it's, if it becomes impossible for you to perform devotional service with that person, then you should reject it. I know this is a hard thing to hear, but it's a fact. But if the person does not object to the point where they make it impossible for you to serve and do your devotional service and practice, then you become Krishna conscious, the other person will gradually become more Krishna conscious. Hare Krishna. From Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. The Bhagavad Gita is the only book I have ever read more than twice. It is such an amazing book, if the word book can be used to describe <laughs> it. It's not a book, it's Shabda Brahma. It's transcendental sound. And it's the transcendental sound is the ultimate evidence. We get evidence through inference or philosophical speculation 
direct perception from our senses, or Shabda Brahma, the authority of Shastra. And you can't, it's so rare. Before Prabhupada came to America, there were hundreds of translations of Bhagavad Gita, but not one person became a devotee of Krishna, even though the whole Gita, all the way through, is telling us to do that. And as soon as Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita as it is appeared on the scene, immediately thousands of devotees came into a being and spread Krishna consciousness all over the world under his able and empowered guidance. Hare Krishna. Yes, Dalnitai. Dear Srila Guru Maharaj, please accept my obeisance. Thank you for tonight's powerful reading. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, thank you for your powerful listening. Srila Prabhupada is using the concept of materialistic devotee. Would you please explain how one can be a devotee and at the same time be materialistic? Thank you, your servant. We've already heard this in the teachings of uh, Lord Kapiladev. He explained that there's bhakti tinged with ignorance, bhakti tinged with passion, bhakti tinged with goodness, and there's pure bhakti that is not tinged with the modes of nature at all. So the devotee is, is a mixed devotee whose devotional service is tinged by the modes of nature. That does not mean that a person is not a devotee. It just means he's a mixed devotee. And I used the same example as I used the other night. And I used today also. A mango has different stages of being a mango. But a mango is a mango. You know, there was some famous poet that wrote, a rose is a rose is a rose is a rose. You know? It's the same idea. Some roses are more fragrant than others. Some are more beautiful than others. But a rose is a rose. And therefore, it's always more expensive <laughs> to buy a rose than practically any other flower. Maybe than an orchid or lotus flower or something like that. But the roses are generally considered to be the more, you know, elevated among flowers. So, I just explained this uh, earlier, and maybe you didn't hear, but when I was talking to Jayashree, I made the point. Yeah, it's the same point. I'm just making it again. I'm speaking again and again. You know, the, the, right, the, 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 the right mango is juicy and, and sweet and the king of fruits, but the, the unripe mango is a little bit bitter or tart and not so tasty to eat. You can make a pickle out of it. You know, you can make a very cool drink, you know, in the winter, summertime out of it. But there's a difference between the ripe, juicy mango that satisfies one so much. But but the, the a mango is a mango. So a devotee is a devotee. And another point I made to uh, Jayashree was that if you compare a materialistic devotee to a non-devotee, to just anyone on the street, you'll see that the materialistic devotee is an elevated soul relative to the, no, the general mass of people. 
were more or less animals, or at least acting like animals. So we should never disrespect, you know, a, a, and as a matter of fact, the Kanishtari Karya, materialist devotee, is accepted by the more elevated devotees in the association of devotees so that they can elevate themselves and come to the platform of elevated devotional service. Therefore, another point I made to her was that Prabhupada defined what is a pure devotee by what is the motivation. If a person has no ulterior motive for coming to Krishna consciousness, then they are considered to be pure devotees. Even if they're neophytes, they can be pure devotees. Hare Krishna. Dharanitai says, Thank you, Srila Guru Maharaj, for your clarification. Hare Krishna, thank you for your question. And from Koladvipati? Yes, Koladvipati. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. One of the main points that stood out for me today was the repeated points that we should not ignore living entities by being envious or neglectful. Rather, we should ignore their bodily expression and see the soul and super-soul present in all living beings. In other words, we should respect all living entities, treating them kindly, understanding that they are parts and parcels of Krishna. This made me contemplate on how little I do this. However, I am encouraged to keep hearing repeatedly for a long time and follow the instructions I have been given. really like the analogy in verse 20. Purport describes, quote, As a breeze carrying a pleasant fragrance from mm. a garden of flowers at once captures the organ of smell, mm. so one's consciousness saturated with devotion yes. can at once capture the transcendental existence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who in his Paramatma feature is present everywhere, even in the heart of every living being. Thank you for selecting that essential statement by Prabhupada. That's a very nice reflection. Thank you. It speaks for itself. What can I say? I'm overwhelmed. Yes. Detlef? Yes, Detlef, please. Hare Krishna Maharaj. It is so difficult to see your neighbors as spiritual souls when they are neo-Nazis. <laughs> Should I be grateful for the challenge? <laughs> no, you, you give them respect in your heart and ignore them like the plague. Hare Krishna. Well, I'm overwhelmed by all the wonderful reflections and questions and discussion. Thank you, Jai Sri, for that beginning question, which started it off very nicely, got us all going. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as Kapila Dev continues to elevate our consciousness and explain deeper and deeper the, the glories of devotional service. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.